Welcome to the Assembling Inclusion podcast. On this show, we feature different programs, individuals, and initiatives focused on being more inclusive of individual needs. We invite you to learn right alongside us. If you want some additional resources or access to our courses, please visit our website or follow us on social media. But for right now, let's get right to the episode. Coming up next on the Assembly Inclusion Podcast. I think it gives them a focus. It gives them a goal. It gives them the right to say, I can do that. I can deadlift. I can do pull-ups. I can do push-ups. In this episode, I talked to Megan Bremond, who started the iFit program at CrossFit Mandeville in Louisiana. Megan's program has the goal of coaching CrossFit workouts the same way as the other classes at the gym, while still supporting and encouraging the growth of each individual athlete in her class. We had a great conversation about breaking stereotypes within physical fitness, the benefits of CrossFit and fitness on her athletes, and how she structures each of her classes. So let's dive right into the episode. Hello, and welcome back to the Assembly and Inclusion podcast. I'm here today with Megan Bremond. She is a level one CrossFit trainer and an adaptive and inclusive trainer at the CrossFit Mandeville, and she created the iFit program there, which we're going to talk about today. So Megan, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you. I'm excited. So just to start off, can you explain the iFit program and also the reason for the name behind it? I created it back in January. I was thinking of a space where anyone with any sort of ability or different limitations could work out and do CrossFit. It was an idea that just kind of came about after I received my level one. And then a friend had suggested the adaptive uh, certification. And so it just kind of grew from there. It's so funny because I was falling asleep one night and I was thinking of names for the program and it just came to me. And I'm like, I hope I remember this in the morning because I'm way too tired to roll over and put it in my phone. But it's called iFit, lowercase i, capital F, I-T, and then it stands for inclusive fitness, but it also symbolizes I fit in anywhere. I have a three-year-old with Down syndrome, and I know that she will probably have a very long life where she's told no, you know, most of the time. And so I wanted to create a space that was definitely a yes for her and a yes for anyone like her. And so it just kind of developed from there. I think that's a really great mission. So you said that it was working through your certification, that that's when the idea kind of came to you to start the program. Yeah. I'd been doing CrossFit for about 15 years. I've been at CrossFit Mandeville for about seven or eight of them. And I always wanted to get certified. I went and got the certification. And then the adaptive certification is not a CrossFit certification, but it is recommended because they have an adaptive category at the CrossFit Games. And it's just becoming more popular and much more of a need. And so I saw that there was one available in Oklahoma City before the end of the year. And I said, I don't care where it is. I'm going and hopped on a plane and went to Oklahoma City for the weekend And it was probably one of the most humbling, exciting, and really cool experiences of my life. I wasn't quite sure then what I wanted to do with it, but I knew I wanted and needed to do something. And then I I was like, let me see if I can start training, you know, individuals with Down syndrome or in wheelchairs or, you know, whatever. And I went to the owner of CrossFit Mandeville, Lisa, and I asked her about it, you know, my idea. And she was a hundred percent. Yes. Like, let's do it. 
So she said, when do you want to start? What can we do? What time do you want your class to be? And it was, it just kind of went from there. So, and it's been really awesome. And how has it been going so far with getting people enrolled and things like that? How has oh, the class been going? It's awesome. I'm, at first we started just on Tuesdays just to kind of see what would happen. And then, and I had a full-time job as a sales rep. And eventually I realized it has to be more than one day a week and I can't do both. I wasn't, you know, giving hundred percent to either the program or my job and it just wasn't fair. And I wanted the program to work. And I knew that there were athletes out there that needed the program to work for them as well. So I quit my full-time job and did that. And now we offer a class five days a week during the summer. I added Mondays. So right now it's six days a week, Monday through Saturday. And we added a wheelchair class for any seated athletes. And then we have the group iFit class as well. It's really expanded then since since January you had started. We had immediate signups from a ton of people, you know, in our circle of parents that have kids with Down syndrome and anywhere from ages nine and up. We do a, a, a punch card situation. And so they signed up for a punch card and, you know, we have anywhere, sometimes we'll have about two athletes, but then the other day we had 12. So it's anywhere from two to 12 athletes. It's really awesome to see how they progress and that they get excited to come and they have goals and they're doing the exact same workout, you know, that I was doing earlier in the day, but maybe just with some modifications. So I was going to ask you, what does a typical class then look like? How similar is it to the traditional CrossFit classes? I run it the same way that it's ran when I'm the athlete, you know, and I'm not coaching. So typically there's a warm up, there's a weightlifting series most days. We'll usually do that about two times. And then we do the workout and the workout can be anywhere from 20 to 25 minutes. And that's, you know, typically how a, a typical CrossFit class is ran as well. Some, sometimes without the weightlifting and sometimes the workouts can be shorter, but I try to make sure that my athletes get in a good 20, 25 minutes of movement after we warm up and stuff. And this month we're working on thrusters. So everyone gets a barbell and they, you know, they have to squat down with the weight and then push the weight overhead. Last month we did deadlifts and one of my athletes actually got up to like 90 pounds. I think she did. So it's just really cool because I, I think that a lot of athletes, a lot of kids and adults with special needs aren't pushed because maybe people are afraid that they can't do it or afraid to push them too hard. But once you learn your athlete and you learn that they literally can do the exact same thing I'm doing, it just becomes really cool to watch their growth. So, I mean, I'm sure Lauren, my athlete who deadlifted 90 pounds, she probably could have done way more. We just were running out of time, but it's just, you know, her parents probably never thought, oh my gosh, I didn't think that she could pick up 90 pounds, you know, cause she only weighs like 115. <laughs> so <laughs> it's, it's been really cool. That's really impressive. That's, I mean, and you said that if there is modification that's needed, you can provide that as they're learning to grow and making progress. Oh, absolutely. Like today we did, I did station. Sometimes if there's a good bit of people, we'll do stations. And so everyone gets a turn at a station. And one of the stations was dumbbell press. And some of them have trouble with grip. And so (laughs) if they do, then we'll replace it with a slam ball, which is like a weighted sand ball that they can slam down or they can do the same movement with the ball. And it's easier to grip than it is the dumbbells. 
some of my athletes can do pull-ups. If some can't, we do jumping pull-ups. We have a bar that lowers or we do ring rows, but it's all the same stimulus and it's all working kind of the same muscles. And so that, so that way everyone is kind of doing the same thing in some form. But when you walk into a typical class, I might not be doing the same weight as the girl next to me. Or if she has a hurt shoulder, she might not be doing something overhead. You know, she'll modify that. So it's really just modifying it just like any typical class for any typical person that walks in to a CrossFit class. That's a great point. Cause I, I think back to gym classes that I've been in, you're, you're right. You're never really doing the same thing as the person next to you. You might be doing a slightly modified version based on your sure. needs. So it really is a nice opportunity for inclusion based on where somebody might need some additional support, but again, same thing as anybody right. would get those types of supports. Oh yeah, Absolutely. Based on your experiences, how do you think just CrossFit in general could positively benefit someone who might have a disability? I think it gives them a focus. It gives them a goal. It gives them the right to say, I can do that. I can deadlift. I can do pull-ups. I can do push-ups. I know cognitively weightlifting is proven to help um, decrease the side effects of Alzheimer's, which is typical in in those with special needs, especially cognitive disabilities. So weightlifting and eating right and just moving your body, I think in general is good for anyone, specifically those with special needs. I think a lot of things are modified in their life. It's almost like they have to cater to our life and we don't cater to theirs, you know? So I want something to be catered to their needs so that they feel like they're doing something and they can be proud of it. I could see that as being really empowering on top of the health benefits that you had mentioned. Oh yeah, absolutely. I know you only started the program in January and I'm sure you have a lot of successes so far. Obviously it's expanded briefly already. Um, But can you think of an example of how one of the participants in your iFit program has, you've seen the positive benefits for them? There's one, she's been like my number one girl since the beginning she is 22. She's graduated from high school and her name is Peyton. She has Jacobson syndrome, which is just another cognitive delay. It's similar to down syndrome. And once she graduated high school or once you reach a certain age, there's nothing, you know, no, nothing government funded, no programs that are really readily available for those with special needs. So her, her brother actually goes to our gym. And when I sent the email to our members about this program, I wanted to start, they signed Peyton up right away. She, always had trouble getting up off the floor. Like she needed help, you know, an extra hand. And I put her on the rower one time and it was very, very limited movement. She was still getting used to all these things. And now she gets up off the floor by herself. Her mom told me the other day she was in like a theater class and she was on stage with her group and she got up and she said, usually Peyton will look around for a hand for someone to help her up. And she said, she didn't, she just got right up. She was able to just confidently get right up. And we just put her back on the row or I videoed, I had two videos side by side, one from, I think March and one from now. And it's a completely different person. Like she's doing the full range of motion that she couldn't do prior. And we're getting her to step up on boxes. She is, I think, typically afraid of heights. So we've been putting just like plates, like weight plates on the ground and stacking those. And now I'm having her step up on actual boxes and she's doing it with some help, but she's doing it and she normally would not have. So she's probably my biggest success story, just watching her become more confident and watching her 
believe in herself that she could do it. Cause she'll even say, I can't do it. I'm scared. And I'm like, you're not going to fall. We're right here. Don't be scared. And she'll do it. And she just gets so excited <laughs> that she can do it. Cause she, you know, I think she underestimates herself. And I think a, a people with special needs are usually underestimated. So it's, it's fun to watch them kind of squash those stereotypes. Oh, that's a great example. I love that it carried over into what she was doing outside of the gym. The transfer oh, yeah. is always so great. It, like it, it gave me chills when she told me that. And because we're always working on, you know, getting like we're doing burpees, which is literally the act of getting on the floor and getting up, whatever that may look like. And so the fact that we've been working on it and she did it and she was able to be sitting on the floor and get up unassisted is, is pretty, pretty cool. So you came a long way since you started the program, but what plans do you have for expanding iFit in the future? Right now, I'm not sure. Like I would love to have multiple classes a day. I would love to eventually have her own space. It's me and my friend, Gabby. She's a special ed teacher at Lancaster and Madisonville. And um, she's kind of like my right-hand woman. And we do the class together. We work really well together. And she's actually been like very helpful with the other diagnosis that I wasn't familiar with, like autism and just different chromosomal disorders that I hadn't heard of or wasn't sure how to accommodate. And she's been very, very helpful with that. But eventually have our own space. Right now, this is our first summer. We're seeing how it's going. And I just, I love the community and the support from the parents and the athletes and Cross at Mandeville. And it's just been, it's been really cool. And I never realized this is, exactly what I should be doing. So it's been, it's been really, really fun to kind of, to be a part of it. So if you had to give advice to a, another gym or a trainer who was looking to make their fitness classes more inclusive for mm -hmm. all people, what advice would you give to them? Uh, to ask for help, to ask for support, to ask for more you know, inclusive equipment, there's adaptive equipment out there that equip products makes that any gym inclusive or not, or that has special needs or not that they could use. One is being like a skier, it's kind of like a rower on the side and you just pull down instead of sitting on a rower and all these other moving parts. But I would say just to make their space, you know, more welcoming and to have support and to make it a non-judgmental space, I guess. I would love to see more gyms like that. You know, when I was researching, I went to Lafayette and, and talked to a gym there. I actually zoomed with a guy that owns a gym in Canada because I'm always researching and trying to find out what's the best next move that we can make. How can we make this better? How can we make it more inclusive? How can we make it, you know, that much better than it was yesterday? So I would just say, I would just tell them to be supportive and welcome it with open arms because it can be kind of it can be scary if you don't completely understand the diagnosis or if you don't completely understand how to work with them, but it really is just like training anyone else. You just have to learn their modifications and kind of learn your athlete and go from there. I think that's good advice. I wish there were more gyms that work. I was looking around when I heard about your program, I was looking around and I was like, oh, there wasn't as many that were like advertising that as I thought there would sure. be. And I was like, that's kind of disappointing because I coached Special Olympics for one season when, wow, I, was, when cool. I was a teacher and uh, just the sheer joy that the students felt when they were able to achieve and they were just like every other athlete. And yeah. I wish that more gyms would get involved in that a little bit more. 
Oh yeah. I think uh, to just have an open mind and an open door would just be a good enough start. Overall, how do you think that your program can help to make society a more inclusive place? I think it shows that they don't have to be tiptoed around. They don't have to be looked at as so fragile. I think these athletes can do a lot more than we give them credit for. I used to be really timid about adding weight to the bar for some of them. And then eventually I was like, let's just, just add, let's just add weight. Let's just see what happens. And if it hurts or if they're, if they can communicate like this is too heavy or whatever, then we'll back off. The coolest thing is just realizing their potential. And I think that's where society lacks. We don't necessarily believe that they have the potential to do it. And I think that's where my program can maybe be like a example of don't underestimate them. They can pretty much do everything that we're doing and probably a little bit better. (laughs) I was going to say, well, you mentioned your athlete who could lift the 90 pounds and I'm like, yeah, "Yeah, I can't, I can't do that. So that's Well, the other coach, I know coach Gabby was like, oh good. She's literally lifting more than me. (laughs) I was like, I know she was so proud of herself too, because I, I can't even imagine. (laughs) Yeah, it was really cool. And I try to video as much as I can and put it on social media just for people to see and for them to be like, wow, I I literally would have no idea. And so, you know, we're only going up from here. So I hope that we have more success stories as we grow. And I'm sure you will based on how everything's been going so far. I'm sure it'll (laughs) continue to grow and even more athletes that are finding success. I just want to thank you, Megan, for being here with us today and also for creating an inclusive space in the gym. I think that's really incredible. And I appreciate you you telling us about it today. Yes. Thank you so much. I appreciate you reaching out and just giving us a voice and hopefully, you know, we can help someone in the future if they need to reach out or if, you know, if they have questions about how to make their gym inclusive or things to do at home, we can definitely help with that. That's perfect. And I'll link your contact information in the show notes for everyone. Awesome. That's okay. Yeah, definitely. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Assembling Inclusion podcast. I hope the information in this episode taught you something new, gave you a new idea, or showcased a new perspective. If you liked the episode, feel free to leave us a review or comment. If you have a recommendation for an individual or an organization who would make a great guest, you can message us on Twitter or Instagram or send us an email at assemblinginclusion at gmail.com. See you next time.